Hello and welcome to Coverage, a podcast for professional painters by professional painters. I'm your host, Craig Bunting. I began my career as a professional painter. Now I work for Benjamin Moore as Director of Professional Marketing in support of Pro Painters. In this series, I'm checking in with some of the best in our business. We're going to hear their stories, things we can learn from, things that make us laugh. Let's get started. All right, so Kevin Rivera on the Coverage Podcast. Kevin, how are you? Good and you. How's it going? Uh, doing well, man. Doing well. It's a Monday morning. We're trying to get things ramped up here for the week. How about you? Thanks for taking the time to give it to us today. So yeah, Mondays are always always crazy, but just taking some time off to jump in your broadcast here. Yeah, thanks for doing that. So you're based in Florida? Yes, yes. Out of uh, South Florida. So mainly Miami, Dade County area, Broward, and um, north of the Keys. That uh, doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> what kind of what kind of work do you do? Or is it, is it mostly residential, or are you getting in commercial as well? Or what's the residential and commercial uh, deal with uh, management companies, private owners who have buildings or um, mansions, houses, apartments, condos, and everything in between. So I'd imagine you guys are faced with some challenges based on the weather down there, right? So whether it's too hot or the rain's coming in quick or or what have you, how do you guys manage that? Honestly, it's more towards like I guess towards the end of the summer where it gets you know warm, more rainy season. Um, right now, it's good weather. You may have one or two days that it may you know may may rain here and there, but once the sun pops up, everything dries out. So we just kind of coordinate with um, uh, you know washing. If we know it's going to be a bad day, the next day we we kind of schedule it to pressure wash the building, houses, or whatever we're working on exterior wise. We'll do what we can outside, and then if it's a bad day outside, we we all go inside and do the work. We got to go inside the inside where we're at. Right on. So, Kevin, how many painters do you have working for you now? Right now, fifteen. Fifteen. So you break that up in what two or three crews? About two, three crews. Yeah, mainly it's uh, I have a crew fifteen. Um, sometimes I have twenty five, thirty five, maybe a four day week, and I have certain guys that'll that'll do it. So it's a you know I don't have a full time or a full week or a full month worth of work for them specifically, and that's handled differently. So I um I have my own guys, but some things I do I do subcontract. I might have a price, and I say, you know, what would you charge me? And you know, we work we work out the numbers, and I know they do quality works because it's at the end of the day, it's, it is my company name. So that's one thing that's very important to me. You know, that my clients are happy with what's being done and guarantee the work and the workmanship. So you can't be everywhere, right? So you've got three crews, four crews. You got a bunch of guys running around doing work. How do you how do you manage that? Like, how do you keep an eye on those guys, and how do you, you make sure that they're where they need to be and doing the work they need to do and that kind of thing? So I have about five individuals that were above me uh, when I started in in this industry, and they work for me now. So we all used to work for another company, and um, I grew within that company and they've come over and they've, you know, they wanted to, I say help, but you know, they, they've been a big asset to me to, you know, putting them in, in different places and trusting them. I know my, the ins and out of, of my industry. So I know how much work has been, you know, where we started at. I know at the end of the week where we got to end at. So these guys, you know, they know how I work. So I'm responsible, you know, they get paid at the end of the week. So I expect my work to get done in a certain manner in a, in a place, you know, there's nothing of rushing anything to get done. You just, do it one time, do it right, take your time, and we all look good and continue to to have work. A lot of things I'm on is, uh, I've, you know, I've worked with um, different companies. I've worked as a sales rep for uh, for a paint store uh, through Benjamin Moore. So a lot of the work that we get is a lot of referrals. So that's that's huge. You know, they know me from me personally working. So now it's my company and there's a certain expectation that people hold me to seeing my, my background and all that. So that's been real helpful 
there's difficulties, but I think I would have a lot more if I was just starting from, from scratch. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been pretty crazy for all of us. And it sounds like you've, you've launched a really successful business during that, during that time. So you have five of these trusted employees, right? Who were above you and now they're underneath you and they're, they're doing a great job helping you run your business. If you had to find number six, how would you go about it? Word of mouth, honestly. Someone recommending that individual. I can tell you from the five that I have, two of those have been recommended from those three. I carry, you know, carries a heavy weight for someone to recommend you, especially nowadays when you say, look, this, this person's a really good worker or he's a good manager. He can, you know, he's responsible, top of his task and all this. It's, it weighs a lot. I think to me now, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, you're good. And, you know, I've had a few friends recommend me a couple of guys who know how to do work and they've been the opposite too. And it's like, you know, they feel bad. I'm like, no, no, it's not your fault. You know, you're not that person. But I say friends because I have friends who, who are in this industry, um, either from painting or doing full-blown construction from the, you know, breaking ground, going up, roofing. And, um, you know, so we all, we help each other. You know, I, I deal with um, painting, concrete, stucco repairs, things like that. So we all, one way or another, help each other out. Yeah, that, that, that makes good sense. And, it, you know, it's obviously a networking issue, right? So it's really about, you know, what I'm hearing you say is it's really important to you that, you know, your company's viewed in a, a really positive light and therefore you'll draw the draw the best talent. So we have something in common. I, I started out uh, educationally to go be a lawyer and ended up in the paint business. Sounds like okay. you did the same it's, thing. Wow. That, what it, happened to you? Wow. Um, well, um, I started in... Uh, FIU, uh, Florida International University. Quick, quick rundown. I used to, I used to go to Miami Dade, and it was just fun games. It was like high school was over, and it just continued going to Miami Dade. <laughs> all your buddies were there. They were, you know, I was good. I was in honors for the first year and a half. Just fun, you know, just hanging out. Didn't really take it seriously. Um, I got a job with the with the county, getting paid fairly well, and having a lot of experience meeting different people. And I was put on like uh, on the contract side of it, like you know, writing things up. So I kind of started, you know, dabbling in that, you know, with the contractors, both like streets, um, street signs and things like that. So it piqued my interest. You know, a lot of these guys, um, not to talk bad about anybody, but not really high education. So, but they were just workers, you know, just hard workers, blue collar guys and, you know, making a living like a really good, you know, comfortable living. So it's one thing I was like, man, you know, and it kind of in the back of mind, like you should, you know, finish school. You wanted to become, you know, a lawyer, you wanted to become, you know. A doc, everyone, the parents, doctor, dentist, whatever it is. And yeah, uh, 2010 hit and it was really bad for everybody. Um, I was one of the first people in, so they were the first ones to go out. So I was got that pink slip and two week notice and reality hit hard. You know, you have, um, I was still at home, but I, I still had a car payment, insurance, you know, and, you know, going out, hanging out. So you're like, oh, wow. So it just hit, you know, it just kind of, you know, this is the real world, you know, it's like, this is, Stuff happened. So that happened and I had put away some money. I had figured, you know, seeing I wasn't blind to it, but something was going to happen. I, you know, I had some money put away. I set some savings and I said, hey, I, you know, I'm going to go back to school and get my degree. And, you know, even if I may flip burgers, but I'm going to have my piece of paper. So I don't want to flip burgers here today. I'm going to go flip somewhere else. <laughs> so um, it, it just stuck with me and I went back to school. So when to FIU, did criminal justice. I did a minor in political science and uh, a buddy of mine. Um, he did the same thing and he went straight to, uh, he studied in, uh, FIU law and he said, man, you should be an attorney. Like, you know, you should go. And I was like, you're crazy. Once I'm done with my, my bachelor's, I'm, I want to become a SWAT or something, you know, become a policeman. 
And he was just like, no, I'm saying, no, nah, you're crazy. And uh, I graduated eight months, no job. Wow. I applied from Border Patrol to to Highway County, uh, FIU police, like anywhere <laughs> I, could, I could apply. I applied. I Working out, you know, do my physical. And I got out, you know, I went to, I went as far as um, doing the psychological, going to the academy for the for the highway patrol and one thing didn't work out. And my, my father, he's a, he's a, he has his GC, a civil engineer. So he had his company and he just told me to, you know, he goes, just come work for me. And that was it. I started working for him for maybe four or five years. And then I, you know, I did the back thing to going, wanting going to school. I uh, took my LSAT, did well, uh, went to law school for a year. And then I was just like, man, can I really just sit at a desk and, you know, can you, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, if you're not a trial attorney, you're, you know, you're just filling out papers on the phones and things like that. And, you know, one thing or another, my, I, I came back. I just, I was like, I did well. I, I love law. I still enjoy it. Um, but being out and, and interacting and networking with different people, you know, solving problems. We, you know, with my father, his, his company is way bigger. We were doing, you know, buildings from 35, you know, floors and up full on concrete restoration and all that. So it's just, it's a different world, a different monster. There's things that are in similarities, but, you know, I, I literally, you know, went from maybe doing a couple of apartments to apartment buildings to doing, you know, just high rises, mid rises to high rises. So it's new construction, old constru- you know, um, repaints. So it's just, it piqued my interest and I matured honestly with that. Like it was, I grew up in, in with the company and, you know, involving with different people being one of the youngest um uh, project managers on a lot of sites and i say gaining respect because you know just being responsible it's one of my things you know it was never like um you know just show up to work get my paycheck and go home you know i enjoyed you know seeing something you know that was totally destroyed or not done well and and coming you know beautifying it and you know having people say oh what good you know what great work i appreciate you you know, dealing with day-to-day tasks and major, major things to do. And the owners never showed up to my projects, you know, any issues that, that arise, I, I handle it in communication. Cause I was still, you know, you're always learning. And that was one thing that, that I took from, you know, from going to school and just kind of like, you know, if you know, you know, you don't know, you know, you go to the person who knows and you find out, you know, you can't know everything in Miami. It's everyone's like, yeah, they're 15. I've, I've built a bridge, like 15 years, you know, have, you know, it's everyone like it's okay to, it's okay to ask it's okay yeah I, I don't know you know so that's one thing to me that i don't have a problem with you know it's something that i do know i you know I'm, i have a heart to it and like i know this area and if i don't then i'm like look i don't know and i'll find you the answer so, so there's kind of a couple of things i'm hearing you say there one of them is there are a lot of people just like you that were finding their way into this industry right they're not yeah they're educated right they're smart people and they've got a great background and they've decided that they want to have a business that is their own yeah. and they're really good at it um which is i think exactly what 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 you're doing the second thing and this is where my my question is going to come from is you know you talk about that responsibility that you feel right the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning and you're not you're not going to just punch the clock and go home at four o'clock because it's the end of the day like you you feel differently about it uh, which is another thing that we, you know, all entrepreneurs typically have. Are you able to impart that mindset on those five folks who are working for you, kind of run those crews and run the business? And how do you do that? With the guys that I, with the five of the guys that I have, a lot of them were very hesitant. I'll tell you almost all five of them were hesitant to be um, managers, you know, because that's what they are. They're, they're, they're my managers because 
the language barrier. A lot of them, you know, they don't speak very well English. But as I listen, you know how many people come from other countries and they may have a degree or not, and they're in a good spot. You know, they make a living. It's the same thing. As long as you get across what you're trying to get across, and if you don't, they don't understand you, you don't understand them, I'm here. You can call me or tell me, look, this is what I'm trying, whatever it is, you know, like, well, there's a reason we're all together. There's, you know, and, and one thing to me is like, I don't, I, where I would always see when I would, we were doing new construction, it was always other con, like other managers who would blame their workers. I'm like, you're there for a reason. Maybe I might've stepped off the site and they did something, but you're the, you're the head of the snake at that, at that place. So it was one thing to like, yo, you know, we, we messed this up or we, there was an error, there was a mistake, you know, take ownership, you know, and, and they've seen that from me because, you know, I, I managed them. So it was like, you know, if something happens, we'll figure it out. You know, you know, we just paint. I remember when I started selling, like just selling paint, the manager or the owner would tell me, he goes, you know, don't stress it. We're just selling paint. We're not curing cancer. We're not, you know, doing, saving <laughs> lives, but it just kind of like, you know, this is your business, but at the same time, like it's always best to think with a, with a cool mind, not upset and stuff like that. So. Well, it's no small feat launching a company during the largest pandemic in the last century, right? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. how? <laughs> tell me about that, man. I mean, you, you took on the challenge, I guess, right? Well, yeah. Um, with COVID, we were. I was still with um, my father's company. Um, we were finishing up. We had a lot, of, a lot of work on the beach. Um, but you know, everyone was scared with you know shutdowns and um, you know lockdowns, whatever curfews and all this wearing the mask so we were having a lot of things that were supposed to come up you know coming up a lot of people got scared with you know which is reasonable you know with anything happening so a lot of projects we had lined up you know kind of just fell through you know fell through people didn't want to work we had a lot of people who just kind of like were scared caught covid you know dealing with family issues a few of the guys that we knew you know had, you know lost family members you know mothers you know with health issues fathers and stuff like that there's not a perfect moment I hate, I don't I don't believe in that like someone saying this is the perfect moment to to do this that so there isn't you know once time has passed you you reflect back and I'm like that was the perfect moment and it was just you know it just happened it's kind of like you know what I've I had planned like I'm I'm very organized and I'm very you know prepared for rainy days so um, it's just kind of like you know what this is the time for me to go on my own if if I can make this happen now one of the worst times. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, you know, it could only get better from here. So yeah, it did. I did that. And, you know, I had a, I have a, well, my daughter's turning, turning one years old. She was, she wasn't even born yet. Uh, so yeah. So it was, you know, it was just a big thing, you know, I just, a lot of, um, I don't want to say spending time at home, but just doing things with her and, and, you know, being around with, with my family was a big, was a big decision as well. Cause it's a lot of work. I know, you know, I put in a lot of time, like I said, there was no, you know, Clock in at eight, clock out at four thirty-five. You know, I would be on job sites an hour, two hours before, and it showed. Uh, you know, and in this industry too, there's a lot of people wanting to, to you know, I don't want to say harm, but kind of just like take business away and things like that, and you know, up for the challenge. And you know, there's there's a couple of losses, but I have more wins than losses in that aspect, and I've taken the experience and of all that has helped me. You know, apply it to to my to my company. Well, congrats on the little girl. That's, Thank that's you. exciting Thank stuff. You. You. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're listening to Benjamin Moore's Coverage, a podcast for professional painters by professional painters. Now let's get back to our interview. 
One of the things that I know you're you're comfortable with, which most of us, including myself, are not, is uh, is is the suggestion of color, yeah. right? And helping a helping a customer walk through color. So, I mean, for the folks who are going to listen to this, I, I would argue that a fair amount of them are not going to be as comfortable as you are. So, anything you could do, any wisdom you can impart on. The folks who hear this, you know, like how do how do you do that? How do you feel comfortable doing it? What's the risk? What's the reward? Like how do you how do you how do you do that for a customer? So first off, there's actually an insurance for uh, for professional, like uh, it's called prof- it's a professional insurance. So me giving you my opinion, you can't sue. So that's <laughs> I have no. It's not a, I'm being serious. That's good. I like <laughs> Going that. to law school, you you know things. So right. But yeah, but I have I have in my um, with <laughs> my the company's insurance is uh, it's called uh, professional something. I don't, but I know I have it. So anything I you 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 give your opinion on or your two cents, um, you know, no one can come and say you know oh because of this I lost value in my building or my house or whatever. That's that's from that's my lower side. Um, but me personally, I really enjoy like, um, interior design. Um, I can tell you at least 98, 85 or 90% of the buildings that I've done, there's a color change that I have implemented or it's been like, look, I think if you try this color scheme or painted this, this color and the accent, this other color, it'll, you know, like, it'll make a bit your building pop or just look, you know, look nicer. Um, I was at the beginning, people would be like, oh, that's crazy. Who cares? I'm like, what do you mean? Who cares? Like, think about it. You may be driving down, I don't know if you're familiar with Florida, but Homestead is kind of like a more farmland. Right. We, it was two stories and it just had like a beige and a white. And then the office, I told him, look, why don't you, since it's more of an, you know, like you guys take care of it more, you know, like do the opposite, you know, um, it'll make it, you know, like everything just looks the same color. Like you're, you're spending all this money to redo it and you're sticking to the same thing. Like, you know, no, it's crazy. And, you know, we were, we had just started and. It was probably going to be one of the last. So the office building is always the last one to get done. And by the end of it, there was a couple like changes on the accent. And I was like, oh, we should put the accent here. And hesitant, they did it. Literally, I, I, I went soft and, and I liked it. And they're like, you know what? Let's do what Kevin says. That was probably 12 years ago. The, he just retired, the, the, head, the head guy, the head management guy there. Um, he goes, I still to this day get compliments of how we did the color scheme. People still, you know, comment him and say, oh, like, it's, you know, really nice, you know, how you guys did that. And he said, no, it wasn't us. It was, you know, the the, the kid who used to manage here, who was in charge of painters, the kid, the kid. And he still, yeah. So, it, you know, it's um, one of the things, you know, to, to other buildings on on the beach, the same thing, you know, everyone now is like into white and grays. We've done accents on different walls that to have for like, um, where they put plants or like a waterfall and they're like hesitant and they're like, ah, you know what, we trust you doing it and it's one of the main features you know something small and they're like you know everyone's like oh has to do with that that piece that i'm like look watch it's gonna look nice so it, you know it's i like it i enjoy it um you know and, and it sets you apart too i know i know a lot of people just they are scared because you can you know at the same time you gotta say like give some sort of warranty if they don't like it you're gonna you know are you really okay. gonna charge them i can tell you that it, to me at this point it hasn't happened thankfully um, but, um, most of the times that I've suggested a color scheme or to change something up, you know, they've, they've, been, they've liked it and, and the client's happy. So yeah, that makes you stand out. You know, to me, it's that one type thing can be, can be, you know, a difference between getting a job or, or not getting it. 
So yeah, so your so your advice is to be confident, right? So have these guys have the guts to kind of go out there and maybe have the insurance to backstop that confidence. <laughs> exactly, it sounds yeah. like, but you got yeah, to cover that, yourself. You, that doesn't we, sound so You bad. learn, you learn. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. Um, I took a lot from 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 going to school, not just you know in the, with your bachelor's, but also you know going to like getting like a master's. Um, you know, you take away from it. You know, the worst thing is to say, you know. It's not anyone that's not intelligent, but we were not. If you don't take away something from any experience, good or bad, then you know you're not. You're you're stuck at that point. That you're not growing. You know, it's you know even even coming on here, everyone's asking me to go like, what is it about? Like, how's it? I was like, I have no idea. I'm like, I'm just you know, I go you know, I've been interviewed before in different things, and you know, you just try. You know, just be yourself, talk, and if you know something, say. And if you don't, say. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Well, yeah, it's, right. it, that's exactly it. It's an experience, right? That's all That's all life really is, is a whole grouping of experiences. So, you know, you're new to this business, right? I mean, you're, you got a pretty young company. Yeah. You've been in the business for a long time, but you started yours relatively recently. Yeah. And there's a lot of other people who have done the same thing, right? So there's a lot of new blood coming into this business, which is fantastic. I mean, I was at a meeting last week with hundreds and hundreds of, of painting contractors and, and the, the youth and the diversity was just absolutely fantastic. So if you could just, you know, a parting words of wisdom for new people entering this business, what would it be? Like, what would you, if you could give a couple of sentences for somebody coming in who's just starting out, trying to build a business, what would you tell them? I say, honestly, consistency, no matter how many sleep nights you have and how many worries, just being consistent. Business is business. Everyone projects it as like, oh, it's the best thing to be an entrepreneur or your own boss, but it's a lot of hours. You know, there's a lot of sacrifices, but at the end of the day, you know, like, you know, I've had this question asked and like, oh, like, how long do you think you're going to be like fully, you know, like continuous work? And realistically, I know it's about, you know, two and a half, three years, you know, but, you know, just it's being consistent, you know, those, that continuation of work doesn't happen within the first year. You know, I can tell you, I started last year, February, um, February, March were really well. The summer was pretty dry and November, December was just like how I wish it would be throughout the whole year. So it's just, just being consistent, you know, and I can tell you how many times I've written up you know, contracts, you know, proposals, just sending them out. If they were just monopoly money, just keep handing you know, but you know, once one hits in a bigger job and medium jobs and it just, you'll see it, but it's just being consistent. And you know, I'm glad that I have seen it growing with, with my father's company because I know it's what's possible and the dedication and just that work, consistent, being consistent. That's great. Thanks, Kevin. So, Kevin Rivera, I want to thank you so much for your time, man. You were you were awesome today and, and all that candor that you've given us and all the advice that we're all going to kind of soak in uh, goes a real long way. Enjoy that beautiful weather in Florida. <laughs> thank um, you. I want to I, I want I want to thank you again, man. This was a great conversation and thank you. and um, we really do appreciate your time. Thanks, Greg. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coverage. If you enjoyed this podcast from Benjamin Moore, be sure to subscribe and share it with other professional painters. Follow us on Instagram at Benjamin Moore Pro. DM us with questions, comments, or future topic suggestions. Let us know if you would be interested in being a guest. This is your podcast, and we want to hear from you. In the meantime, stay busy, and we'll see you on the next episode of Coverage.